Welcome to the Camp Sports Podcast live from Las Vegas, Nevada in T-Mobile Arena. The Arizona Wildcats just took the L against USC. Arizona losing. 78 to 65. 78 to 65 fall to 17 and 15 on the season. The USC Trojans improve to an even 16 and 16 record in the first and opening round of the Pac-12 tournament. Robbie Leonio was on play-by-play for Camp Radio. I'm Brody Dryden. I was on color commentary. Robbie, first impressions out of the gate here at T-Mobile Arena right after the game is over. What went wrong for the Wildcats today? You know, they just didn't look all there. They kind of look, uh, they just look jumbled. They were, there were so many miscues that caused everything. If you look at the at the turnovers, um, looking on here, USC had, uh, or U of A had 12 turnovers. Obviously that's less than, you know, a regular season, but in, in the postseason, you can't do that. Mm -hmm. Especially the fact that the Trojans had 17 points off of those turnovers. Yeah. Uh, and, that, and obviously, if you look at the scoreboard, that made all the difference. Yeah. The points off turnovers. Um, but not only that really is, uh, we talked about certain guys on Arizona, you know, coming out of slumps or, you know, making big games. And really, we only saw that from three guys, Brandon Williams, Ryan Luther, and Ira Lee. They were the only three guys who I saw made a, a true impact on the game in a positive way. The other guys are kind of were just there. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you, Robbie. And I'd have to say, for this first game in the tournament, th this is a theme that I saw with a, a lot of previous Sean Miller squads at Arizona, that it wasn't the other teams doing, it was their own. Okay, Arizona lost this game. USC did not win the game. If you know what I'm, if you if you pick up what I'm putting down, Robbie, they just allowed Boatwright to score so many threes on them. They couldn't lock him down. We'll get into that in a minute. But like you said, 12 turnovers, and a lot of those were in pretty rapid succession. Those yep. turnovers weren't evenly spaced out over time. So it was just a pretty concentrated right in the core of that game, right at the end of the first half, um, you, or you know, a lot in the a lot in the first half, and then at the end of the first half, they did pick up some fire offensively. But then throughout that um, beginning of the second half, when things really started to crum crumble for the Wildcats, that was when they really let the points off turnovers let loose, and it looked and became something that they would never return from in that one against the Trojans. And I think the worst thing is, you know, Arizona came into this game as one-point favorites. Yeah. You know, everyone thought that they were going to be the ones to, you know, you know, take this game and move on to the next round, go against Washington, and see how things go from there. But that wasn't the case. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you saw, the, you know, a big, it was a 13-point game. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if... Obviously, if you're here in Vegas and, and uh, made the bet going the other way, you might have made a decent amount of money. Mm -hmm. But the obviously, we're not talking about betting here, but we're just talking <laughs> about the game. Yeah. Um, but still, even that, like, just the Wildcats overall, just a very disappointing 
uh, outcome for them. Uh, and a very disappointing outing as, as, as that kind of, the kind of play. Obviously, you know, Arizona is not used to a first round exit in the Pac-12 tournament. Yeah. In the NCAA tournament, maybe. Yeah. But in the Pac-12 tournament, that doesn't happen. No, it doesn't. And this is a rarity. We've been saying it all season, Robbie, that this is definitely the worst team we've seen since Lute Olsen really picked up um, Arizona's basketball program by the bootstraps and got it off running. And a lot of that has to do with outside drama and things that definitely could have been avoided. You know, s certain articles that could have not been written by certain media outlets. But, you know, either way, this is a team full of elite basketball players, heavily recruited, high class basketball players that are on this Arizona squad. And it, it just really goes to show how much this game is, and I don't need to, I'm definitely not the first one to say it, but this basketball is so much a mental game. The Wildcats were absent, I think, mentally a lot of this season because of the outside drama. You know, things sort of ramped up after the regular season finale when Arizona fell to ASU and Sean Miller, you know, made a speech that many said sounded like a goodbye speech. Maybe they got wrapped up in that. Who knows? But either way, we mentioned it during our live commentary of the game. At the end, the Wildcats weren't emotionally invested. They weren't mentally all there as a squad. Absolutely, I totally agree with you. And uh, and it 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 it, 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 sh it showed in the game. You saw. Uh, Again, with the miscues and everything else, it just, to me, it looked like they weren't trying to get the win outside those three players that we mentioned earlier. Yeah, no, without a doubt. But again, now we're looking at the fact that it's, Arizona's done at the tournament. Um, what does this mean for the Pac-12 tournament because you look at how the Pac-12 tournament has been over the last couple of years, especially since it's moved to Vegas, is Arizona has always traveled well. No matter what, it's they would make it to the semifinals, to the finals, and they would always draw a sellout crowd. Like 90% of them, of course, is Arizona fans. Yeah. Um, and do you think that that the fact that now that Arizona's gone, that this crap, this T-Mobile Arena here isn't gonna get packed. Yeah, no, without without a doubt. And I have never been to the Pac-12 tournament like you had, Robbie. But it was already. This is a big stadium. T-Mobile Arena is fit for NHL play. There are a lot of seats in this stadium to fill, so you can't expect them to sell it out or anything. But you know, it's just very spotty. There's not a lot of. There's a lot of leg room for people to kind of meander around here. And now, you know, Wildcat fans are, the like, statistically the best and most showing out fans in the Pac-12. So now with them eliminated, you know, there's some Colorado fans or some Cal fans, but the basketball programs there aren't the bread and butter of the, literally, like, 
their college like it is for Arizona. And it's kind of rare uh, to come across that, especially with the Pac-12. And now with this offseason, you know, it, it just is too bad. That's what you get for having such good competition in the Pac-12. Everybody's going to be at a more even playing field. There's not going to be as high of a ceiling for teams to be where Arizona was a top five rank in the past couple of years. Now it's more competitive. Everyone's evened out. So that's where the, st the state of the Pac-12 and the tournament has found itself now. Now let me ask you this, though. It's an interesting question. It's a question that needs to be asked. Is this is this kind of year in terms of the kind of performance by these Pac-12 teams a one-off? Is it like is this not normal? Is it going to go back to how it was last, like how it's always been next year? Um, obviously, you know Arizona is going to get you know you know a significant amount of talent coming back, but is how's the rest of it look? You know, I think it's going to go back. Uh, I I don't know about, or I'm going to say not exactly how it was before, but Arizona's going to be a preseason top 10 ranked team with the class they've got coming in. You know, we'll see who ends up returning. There's rumors swirling, I won't name names, but rumors swirling of people transferring, and we lose Ryan Luther, who's been such a big part of Arizona's offense. Arizona loses Justin Coleman, who's their starting point guard. So. You know, they'll take Nico Mannion in. They'll take Josh Green in. I think they will make a great impact for the program. I think they'll bring the Miller Wildcats back to the top of the ranks. And I think we'll see a, a more normal season next year, how you'd expect it to play out on the contrary to where you saw it this year. Let's, let's actually talk about Arizona, you know, a little bit come, uh, going into the next year also, as, as them as a focus. You mentioned Nico, man. You, you mentioned, you know, Josh Green. These guys coming in, and uh, you said Arizona's going to be, you know, probably a top 10 team again, probably top 10 team going to that. Um, how do you think they'll, like, do you think there's going to be any, still subtle effects from this season or from or last like last well starting from last season to this season that can still affect that next year or do you think that's like most of that shadow is going to be gone by then you obviously we, i don't know what do you think you know i think to start off the season it'll be maybe you know it won't be normal because it'll be such a change in culture and to go along, you know, there's a lot of time in the off season before um, the next season for U of A starts, and you know, a lot more from the drama of this whole Sean Miller dilemma. You know, I th I hope that case will be closed. You know, and both figurati figuratively and literally, that case will be closed because um, that has just plagued this program far longer than necessary. I think everyone just needs a definitive answer of what's um, gone on and that, you know, that'll be done for and everyone will be ready to move on. It'll be a little weird to start, like I said, but they'll move past it pretty quickly depending on what happens this off season in regards to, you know, the off, off the court uh, drama that the Arizona program is dealing with.
Now let's now let's just go ahead and take a step back and talk about the Pac-12 tournament now. Uh, first round games still going on. Yep. Um, let's let, let's see. Like obviously we've only seen one game. Obviously, and as we're recording this podcast, there's another game going on. Yep. But how can you see? How do you see this? Uh, Pac-12 tournament really unfolding. Obviously, we talked about it in the in the uh, preview. We talked about the fact that uh, Washington isn't really a favorite. That you know, Cal can ride a, a hot hand and really come out with some upsets, or yep. um, you know, and and so on. It, is is this based off what you saw here? Are you looking for any surprises? Any more surprises? You know, my surprise and. To be honest, I haven't listened back to the Camp Sports podcast that we uh, recorded uh, to preview the Pac-12 tournament, but when I talked on my own uh, radio show, Brody and Eric Super Sports Radio Show, 1570 AM, uh, Camp Student Radio at 6 PM on Tuesdays, if you want to tune in, uh, I said the Colorado Buffaloes, who happen to be playing as we record this podcast against Cal, are going to be the Pac-12 tournament champions. And I think that they're going to roll past Cal right now as the Cal does have the lead four to nothing in the beginning of this one. But we'll see how it unfolds. But I say the Buffaloes, they played the Oregon State Beavers, who should not be a, a team. Four. should not be a top four team, but based on record, they were. Um, you know, Colorado is going to roll past them. Uh, Washington or USC, whoever wins, it'll be a good game against Colorado, but Colorado will roll through, they'll surprise everybody, and win this tournament. What about you, Robbie? You know, I, 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 st I still have yet to see, of course, any, any, from, any from Utah. I said that they would win it. Obviously, I don't know if, it's gonna be, if that would be the same thing. Um, I still, like, I still really want to see what Cal can do. Obviously, we're talking about that game because as we're watching, the Cal-Colorado game right now, and Cal quickly comes out to a like a, a quick run here, and like it's that's the kind of thing is like you, you see these surprises. It's the month of March; you don't know what to expect. Yep. And you know, Cal was won three straight conference games after going like 0 and 15 or whatever it was in conference play. Mm -hmm. um, so. It's more of not who I really want to see win. It's like I want to see how far they can take it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I totally agree with you. And just with how competitive this Pac-12 conference has been this year, it's really up in the air. If there could be like a jump ball between 12 people, that's basically what I feel like this tournament is because – Every team can be streaky. Every team has athleticism. Every team has a certain degree of talent, and none of them necessarily outweigh the others enough that you just have to totally count them out, you know, whereas, you know, Arizona last year, it's like, okay, they're at least getting to the championship, like, no matter what, and then, then Arizona will deal with their problems. That's what it seemed like um, in the beginning, but now... Uh, in this Pac-12 tournament, it's a totally different ball game, which I, as a, as all, a journalist as well as a fan, would kind of like, you know, the competition and everything that comes with that. As, you know, every game's going to be good. You're not just going to see a bunch of blowouts and stuff like that. So, um, personally, 
I like it, but I see why people are critical of it making the quality of the league worse without having one of those token top five, top ten teams um, in the repertoire. Now, looking towards the Again, I'm trying to kind of, I'm, I'm kind of bouncing back and forth here. I'm just thinking of things that we should talk about, and I think this probably should just be maybe one, the probably about the last topic we should talk about at least for this episode of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, this is the end of the Arizona season now. Yeah. Um, and we know they're not getting an NCAA bid because yep. they how poor their season was, mm -hmm. and now because of you know a first round exit, an NIT bid's almost out of the question. Yeah. So their season is literally over. Yep. And. It's it's weird because Arizona is not used to this. Um, but how I how would you assess something like that? You know, like maybe like from a fan perspective, like how does that hurt fan like like the fans right now? You know, I think that is the beauty of Arizona basketball. It's not just oh, we have good teams, all of a sudden we have good players, this number one recruiting class that came out of nowhere. No. The Arizona basketball program is something that's been built on tradition, rooting back to the school's beginnings and starting out with Pop McHale. So I'd say, you know, since the birth of McHale Center, what was it, about 50 years ago, Arizona has had stellar attendance. They've led the Pac-12 in attendance for 35 straight years. It's not about whether a team has a good season or not. There were rough days there after Lute Olson, even at the end of Lute Olson's tenure as the head coach of Arizona basketball. He was the one who built the program to the high status that it is today, and you know, towards the end there, there were some rough years, you know, he, Coach Olsen had some declining health issues, and then he ended up being replaced and had a, uh, we had a few interim coaches, whether it be Russ Pennell or Kevin O'Neill. The program was not doing well, but hey, we still led the Pac-12 in attendance. Fans still showed up, they rallied around their teams, and that's what is probably the most admirable thing about the Arizona basketball program. Still to this day, Arizona fans rally around Sean Miller amid the controversies, amid this tough season they're having. There's nothing to worry about come next season in the Arizona basketball program. And that's my take on it. Absolutely. Um, you know, that's it. That's it. That's it of topics I'm thinking about. Is there anything else you wanted to touch on before we end this podcast? You know, it, it's a darn shame that uh, the Arizona Wildcats, the team that we're used to covering at Camp Radio in Tucson, Arizona, is out after the first round. But, hey, Robbie, we will uh, make good use of the time we have in Las Vegas. We're here all week. Yep. <laughs> we're, we're here all week, so we'll – We'll find something to do, Robbie, I'm we, sure. We might do some more podcast episodes. Yeah, I yeah. Know, why not? You know, yeah, it's why, a good why not? Might do some more play-by-play -play for all we know. Yeah. Like it's, who well, uh, who I, knows? We'll leave it on the cliffhanger there, some suspense for the listeners of the Camp Sports Podcast. Do you want to close this off, Robbie? Sure. So thanks, everyone, for tuning in to this episode of the Camp Sports Podcast. Once again, Arizona falling to the USC Trojans 78-65 to in the first round. Uh, for ending their season 
and uh, really early for the first time in quite a while. But um, yeah, so that will pretty much do it for us uh, uh, for our regular season of uh, the Camp Sports Podcast. Be sure to be on the lookout for any bonus episodes we might have. We'll just uh, let subscribe. You know. Hit that subscribe button, and you'll know when they pop up. They'll yep. be on available on iTunes, Google, and Spotify, and anywhere a podcast can be heard. So once again, thanks everybody for tuning into this episode, and we will see you guys next season.